0: SenseMaker. Hi, I'm Nimmo and this is SenseMaker. One story every day to make sense of the world. Today, why a murder case more than 30 years old could be a turning point for police corruption in the UK. Alistair Morgan, do you think you got the full truth today? Oh, no. No, I don't think I've got the full truth. But then I never really expected it. Alistair Morgan has spent the best part of his life lobbying politicians and journalists to get to the bottom of an unsolved murder. The murder of his younger brother. But this is a far from ordinary case at his heart. Allegations of police corruption, of criminal networks, collusion with tabloid journalists, and a family whose fight for answers has been frustrated at every turn. In 1987, Daniel Morgan was found dead in a car park outside the Golden Lion pub in South London with an axe in his head. No one has ever been found guilty of killing him. But over the years, the case has become one of the most notorious in the history of the Metropolitan Police for one simple reason. The growing suspicion that the police never investigated properly because police corruption played a part in the murder. That suspicion was turbocharged this week when a long-awaited report came out. We believe that concealing or denying failings for the sake of an organisation's public image is dishonesty on the part of the organisation for reputational benefit. This constitutes a form of institutional corruption. Institutional corruption. That's not something that's ever been said before about a British police force. It was a big big moment. The spotlight immediately turned to the woman who leads the Met Police, Dame Cressida Dick. Would she hang on to her job? Now that's an important question, but another one has gotten slightly overlooked this week. What was Daniel Morgan actually doing 34 years ago that meant someone might have wanted him killed? For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. In 1984, Daniel Morgan set up his own private investigation business called Southern Investigations. His business partner was Jonathan Reese, a man who had close links with police officers in the area. In the weeks leading up to the murder, the two of them had allegedly been arguing about a security operation that went wrong. On the night of Daniel Morgan's murder itself, they met for a drink at the Golden Lion pub before they left at around 9pm. 40 minutes later, Daniel's body was found in the pub's car park. Jonathan Rees was the last person to see him alive. Mr Morgan was attacked after he left a pub in Sydenham in southeast London. He'd worked as a specialist in debt collection for an investigation company. He was found axed to death in the pub car Six park. people were initially arrested on suspicion of murder, including Jonathan Rees and a police contact of his. For nearly 30 hours, they did hold for questioning Daniel Morgan's partner, John Rees, and two of Rees's relations. Jonathan Rees denied any wrongdoing and he was released without charge he continued to deny any wrongdoing through five separate police inquiries that have been launched over the years. There was no evidence ever of us being involved in the murder of Daniel Morgan. What's difficult about that? But Alistair Morgan is convinced that his brother was trying to sell a story to a newspaper before he was murdered. A story that would expose police corruption. And that he was stopped because the exposure would affect the business of Jonathan Reese and his connections. Although Southern Investigations was called a private detective agency, in practice they worked more as a sort of middleman between police who wanted to sell stories and newspapers that wanted to buy them. During the 1980s, a network of Met Police officers sold information to Southern Investigations and they, in turn, sold it onto a newspaper called News of the World. Some of the stories were just tittle-towel, but others were about high-profile arrests with live details of murder investigations. And there was a lot of money in it. Years after Daniel Morgan's murder, the police tapped Jonathan Reese's phone and found that he was earning £150,000 a year just from News of the World. And this is in the late 90s. That would be a lot of money now. Back then, it was a serious amount of cash. Now, it might seem a bit odd because Daniel Morgan was part of Southern Investigations, which was raking in all this cash. But Alistair Morgan is adamant that his brother wanted to expose the corrupt officers who were leaking the information. He wanted to kill the goose that was laying the golden egg. The fact that Daniel was expressing repeatedly in the weeks and months and days before his death concern over police corruption and then bang, he's dead, you know, it, it just... It looks so awful. And if Alistair Morgan's suspicion about his brother is correct, then you could say that Daniel Morgan was onto something. More than 20 years later, the 2011 Leveson Inquiry exposed huge corruption in the police force. The payments have been made not only to um, police officers, but to a wide range of public officials. Serving officers had been taking money for passing on confidential information illegally to News of the World some officers were being paid as much as £100,000. Advertisers boycotted the paper, forcing it to close down, but the Metropolitan Police denied institutional corruption. True justice is looking unlikely for Daniel Morgan, but in spite of that, there's an interesting parallel here. Just over 20 years ago, another report into another high-profile murder, the racist murder of Stephen Lawrence, labelled the Metropolitan Police institutionally racist. And it changed the police forever. Now the Met has to deal with that label of institutional corruption. Could it have the same big effect? Thanks for listening to The Sensemaker. It's made by me and my colleagues Claudia, Imi, Zav and Ella here at Tortoise Media. Our promise to you is to make sense of the world through one story every day. If you enjoyed today's episode, why not give us a follow so you don't miss any of our other stories. Today's story was written by Imi Harper and produced by Ella Hill. the sense maker.